Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamar-Farish. Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. And today I am so excited to have Suzanne Coker on the line. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Thank you for joining. I'm so excited to have you on the call today. And please share with everybody a little bit about who you are. Okay. I'm Suzanne. I am a strategic carrier relationship manager in the insurance industry. And I say that because I feel like I finally made it. But seriously, I'm from Texas. I live in Rockwall. I am a wife of 34 years. I love my, I'm very lucky. I love my spouse very much, Craig. I am a mom. I have two kids, Emily and Joshua, who are both amazing people. And uh, Emily is also in the insurance world. Funny how that happens. And my grandson, Jackson, who I often refer to as my pork chop. So if you Uh, ever hear me talking and hear about my pork chop, it's Jackson. And I have a granddaughter on the way any day, but that's it. I love insurance. I I do say now that I am an insurance nerd. I love that. And congratulations on the grandbaby coming. So Suzanne, what I love about your story, and we're going to dive into this, is, uh, and what it really spoke to me about was being resilient, which is one of our six GSD factor attributes. So when we think about being resilient, it is a choice. And it's that stamina, that grit, that perseverance to acknowledge that life can be shit sometimes, but we know, but we're learning from it, we're growing from it. And we're really turning those negatives into positives. So talk to us a little bit about your story and your perspective on being resilient. Resilience. Wow, it's everything. It's been everything for me. I feel very lucky that I have it. I'll share. In 2008, I lost everything. Craig and I had to sell our home. We had to put everything into pods. I didn't know if I could put one foot in front of the other. Life as you know it was just crashing down around me. I had a gigantic career in the electronics industry. I had been selling board level components for about 16 years. And just to give some perspective there, I was actually working with engineers in the labs at NASA, helping them dissipate heat off of power supplies. So when I say it was a gigantic career, it was. It all fell apart um, over some contractual, ah, you know, can't see the forest for the trees type things with a partner. And it ended abruptly, that relationship. I woke up and said, I am never selling another electronic component again in my life. I went to work for a ministry for one year. And Misha, at the end of the year, my husband said, Suzanne, seriously, like, what are you doing? And a little context around that, Craig had been a stay-at-home dad. So me not working in a more of a corporate type career was financially crazy. So at the end of the year, working at the ministry, I said, okay, it's time for me to pick up my bootstraps and get my big girl panties on and just the whole GSD, right? Get shit done. And let's rebrand myself and let's figure out who I want to be. So I started researching companies and some of the things that were important to me were 
Are they nationally based? Like how many locations do they have? How do they invest their money? What does their board of directors look like? Do they have a board of directors? And I ended up landing on three different companies. One was Texas Instruments. One was GE. And the other was Travelers. I ended up going online to Travelers and applying for every job that I thought I could do there. And my husband says to me, Suzanne, what is it you think you know about insurance? And I said, well, we have some. And that's the truth. Other than that, we had some, I didn't know a thing. So the very next day, I get a phone call from the HR lady at Travelers. And funny enough, I knew her, but I knew her from my electronics years. She was the HR lady at one of my largest accounts. So I get a call from her and she says, oh my gosh, what is your resume doing on my desk? And I say, I have no idea. Because remember, I've been doing ministry work for a year. I had no idea that she had also moved from electronics to insurance. And so, uh, of course, we laughed, had a great laugh. She says, did you apply for a job at Travelers? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I applied for a bunch of jobs at Travelers. She says, get your butt over here. So I do. Uh, I go over there. She hires me. And I think, remember, I don't know anything about insurance. I think that I'm going to be an insurance agent, like sitting at a desk, and people are going to come in and sit down with me, and I'm going to sell them insurance. Well, I did sell people insurance and I sold a lot of people insurance, but you guys, it was the call center. So after I got into training and realized that I had just taken a job working in a call center, I wanted to throw up, to be honest, because how in the world does that happen? I just, I've gone from doing board level design work with engineers at NASA to wearing a headset that beeps. And when I answer, they say, I got a flyer in the mail that says you're going to save me $400. Admittedly, I cried almost every day for weeks and thought, oh my gosh, what's, what's happening right now? And I would say, Susan, right, those that are in call centers, you all have a level of resilience <laughs> yep. that is huge, right? Your level of patience and resilience for... For our call center listeners, because I mean, there's a certain amount of patience and grace. It's like teachers, right? And that's just not in some of our DNA. But for those of you that do that, know that we, we bow to you and we applaud you because that is another level of resilience. That is another level, isn't it, Suzanne? Oh my gosh. And yes, and don't misunderstand there. There's absolutely nothing wrong with working in a call center. It's just that if you've never done that and you don't know that that's what you're stepping off into, it's a little shocking. It's a very (laughs) shocking. Yes. (laughs) So it it is a whole different beast all in itself. And, And I will say the time that I spent there, I learned a ton and I did thrive once I stopped crying. But the biggest part of that, Misha, is that I did stop crying and I, Mm. I changed my perspective and I said, oh gosh, you know what? This is a great company. I picked it for a reason. There are over 900 people that work in this building and there are a lot of really nice cars in this parking lot. 
And I am going to find out what these people really do, because there is definitely more to this than what I'm doing today. And I, I was on a mission at, from that point on, I was on a mission every morning when I came in and parked my car, as I was walking in, I made it a point to say good morning to somebody. I mean, there's always more than just you in the parking lot. So as I was approaching the building, I would always engage someone and say, good morning. How are you? Hey, by the way, what do you do here at Travelers? And I started asking people, what do you do here? They would tell me, oh, I do claims. Oh, well, that's interesting. What kind of claims do you do? Oh, I do auto claims or, oh, I do work comp claims. And sometimes people would say, oh, I'm a marketing rep. Well, I would start asking these same people if I saw them more than once, do you think it'd be possible if I could job shadow with you for a day? And they would always say, sure, yeah, let me get with my manager and and uh, we'll plan something. Well, and that- Suzanne, I just want to pause you there because that is such an amazing nugget and tool for our listeners, right? If you are looking to make a job transition or looking to grow in an organization or a company, just start saying hello, start connecting with people, start asking questions, be inquisitive, as we like to say, um, as one of our attributes. And because as you start to build, um, you're starting to build your brand and be, and and be known and be seen. And I think that that's an amazing nugget and tool that you've shared with our listeners. So thank you for that. Yeah, that but I, I do attribute that to the majority of my success because by introducing and saying hello and asking questions, I had the luck of running into and meeting the director of national accounts at Travelers. You guys, I met her in the bathroom. Is that crazy? Um, I think the bathroom for ladies is the golf course for men. It is. I think it is. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. The best part about that was, uh, you know, while we're washing hands, I said to her, hey, I'd I'd really love to have coffee with you and, and ask if you might want to be a mentor. And she indicated that she had been a mentor, but it had been a while and she would like to think about it. And we exchanged our names and she said, I'll reach out to you on the instant message. What was that? Outlook, Outlook instant message is what everybody used to use way back when. And sure enough, she sends me a message and says, "Um, I'd, I'd be willing to have a coffee. I'll put some time on the calendar. And she put 15 minutes on our calendar and I was so excited. Well, the next piece of my puzzle was I keep this brag book and Misha in it, it literally has like all the awards of my life. Like for example, and this is lesson number two listeners, because this brag book is amazing. It has in the fifth grade, I was a safety patrol person. And I have a certificate from that. When my kids were growing up, I was the vice president of the PTA at their school. So I have like a volunteer appreciation thing for that. I won uh, distributor of the year when I was in electronics and I have a nice little award for that. You know, all those um, client notes and letters of appreciation and thanks that you get, um, those, I have all those in there and I have some performance reviews in there. Just, you know, myriad of things like your awards, like who am I? 
what, what are all the great things that I've done? And so I brought that to the coffee and I just shared it with her. And as she's thumbing through it, we're chatting around some of it and just talking about goals and future and what I used to do. And finally, our 15 minute coffee meeting turned into about an hour and a half. And it ended with her putting her hand on the top of my brag book and saying, Suzanne, this company would have a heart attack if they knew you were sitting in the call center. And I said, do you really think so? And she goes, yes, and I'm getting you a new job. Seriously. Love that. <laughs> I love that. I, and, and I, you know, she said it, but I didn't, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, right? Like, okay, I appreciate you saying that. That's so nice. But not kidding, two weeks from that meeting, I was transitioning to a new role as a work comp return to work case manager. And I reached back out to her and I said, why claims? And she said, because Suzanne claims is where you are going to learn how an insurance policy works. And we don't have time for you to go the traditional path. So two weeks later, there I was sitting in a uh, work comp return to work unit at Travelers. And I loved it. I, she was right. I mean, when you have to cut a check for somebody, you really do know how that policy works and why. And so I, I was loving it, made a lot of new friends there, felt, felt proud about what I was doing. And then I get a phone call from that HR lady from way back in the beginning. And she says, hey, I need you to post for this job. And I'm like, I wasn't looking for a job. She goes, no, no, we're moving you. And uh, Misha, that's when I got moved into being a personal lines marketing rep. And that was my first uh, transition back into the world of sales. And it just felt like an amazing homecoming. And I, it was wonderful. It was personal lines. And it was just another facet of this industry. But by then, I had started um, working on my CIC designation. And I had learned a ton. So now I've got, in a matter of like four, five, four years, three years, um, I'm holding a PNC license. I'm holding an all lines adjuster's license and I'm completing my CIC designation. Um, by doing the CIC and doing the work comp, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I love commercial insurance. Like I want to do commercial. So I went and visited with the HR lady and I said, hey, I would really like to move into commercial insurance. And she said, no, we really want you where you are. You're, you're doing a really good job there. And admittedly, I mean, I was growing a territory, 150, 200%, things were going great. I mean, I get it, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I had to make a tough decision. Do I stay here? Do I leave here? Like, what do I do? So took a leap and left Travelers and went to work for the Hartford. Loved every single minute of that job. Learned a ton. Small commercial was amazing. It is an incredibly fast changing industry e even today and got hired there to manage an SIAA dedicated territory. So I was managing like four master codes and hundreds of uh, independent agents and working across seven states. It was just wow. And then the Hartford decided, oh, we don't want to do this anymore, like with this territory. And I got asked to 
transition to the Chicago regional office and manage a territory up in Illinois from the top of the state to the bottom. And I had to call the um, Midwest regional manager and say, hey, you know, I live in Texas, right? And he was like, oh yeah, I don't care. You've already been traveling and you can just keep right on traveling. So I was living my best life, uh, got used to a wonderful deep dish and the crisp linens on a hotel bed. But uh, then COVID happened, right, Misha? Oh, the lesson in resilience for the world, yes? Yes, and I'm like, dang, why? And, you know, uh, everybody went home. We all closed our door. Nobody knew what was going to happen. I think COVID was a little, you know, for everyone, a little frightening. Like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? But... For me, it felt like, oh my gosh, I don't want to land back in that inside sales seat again. And again, nothing wrong with that. If you love that, you love that and it's your jam. But but I was doing something I really loved. And so I said, shoot, you know, what what now? You know, I have a job I absolutely love, but I'm not going to love it if I can't hop on that plane again. And, you know, we didn't know initially what was going to happen. So admittedly, I let COVID get in my head a little and I just wasn't very patient. But during that time, in that time, a friend of mine, good friend of mine from Denver called and said, hey, I don't know how things are going for you, but State Auto is looking for somebody in Texas. Do you think you'd be interested? And I was like, heck yeah, I get to come back home. And the best part about that was Texas was actually opening up when Illinois was still closed. Do y'all remember that as parts of the country started reopening other parts were still closed so it made perfect sense for me to make that move I live in Texas I'm a Texan through and through and here was an opportunity to kind of a coming home so to say so I take the job at State Auto and you guys on my 90th day the announcement comes out what do you think it was the announcement that Liberty Mutual was buying State Auto And there we are again in that period of resilience and decision-making and, oh my gosh, let's stay positive. Let's not, you know, get down. But I was disappointed. I immediately reached back out to the Hartford saying, oh my gosh, can I just come back? But you know what? Another teammate that had left had already grabbed that role. So I was like, well, you know what? One door closes and another door opens And all will be fine. And you know what? At the end of the day, it wouldn't be a terrible thing to work at Liberty Mutual. But I wanted to be in control of negotiating what that would look like. So um, I did start paying attention to what was going on around me. And I actually, the company that I'm working for now, which I don't have permission to share who that is, so we won't, actually had reached out to me about an appointment with State Auto. Well, obviously that wasn't going to happen because everything was moving to Safeco. So after I visited with them, I thought more about, man, they got a really good thing going on over there. And so, you know what I did? I reached out to them and said, hey, can we put some time on your calendar to talk about me coming to work for you? And voila, here I am. Can you believe that? Suzanne, I just, I love your story for so many reasons, I think. You know, and I'm going to kind of highlight some of the nuggets that I think our listeners can really take from this, right? So first of all, I think for companies and organizations, it's understanding to know your company and your brand 
and your message is important, right? Suzanne was looking to make a change, but she evaluated and did her analysis. And I think it's important that companies, as they are looking to recruit that talent, are sure that it's clear and it's um, concise and it's and it's out there on your websites and your collateral, right? Because that's how Suzanne found the company that she wanted to go to. I think the next lesson is putting yourself out there, connecting with people, talking with people, networking, right? It's it's that resilience and that bravery to say, this is me, this is who I am. You will know my name, right? You will know who I am. And it's, and I think that that's really important. And I especially think now in this kind of, as we as we continue to get further and further away from the COVID, the main COVID years, it's individuals figuring out how to reconnect with people and how to re-put yourself out there in person. Because I think so for so many of us, right, we were, to your point, behind those closed doors. So putting ourselves back out there, whether it's in person, on Zoom, on the phone, um, going to these conferences, I think it's really important to um, you know, put yourself out there and have those conversations wherever they're at, whether it's at the bathroom or the bar or the golf course, but really being sure you're putting yourself out there. I, the other lesson I think that's so important, Suzanne, is that you continue to reinvent yourself, right? Every time you were on a plan and you were on a path, you, it was halted, right? And so you paused, you reevaluated, you pivoted and you relaunched, right? And I think that's what um, the epitome of being resilient is, is it's, you're going to have more pivots than plans, but you're going to ebb and flow with that. And I think that's so important. And finally, it's one of the, it's that idea of keep showing up, right? Even if it's not the position that you want, even if it's not the, even if it's not your passion or what wakes you up or what um, wakes you up in the morning or what brings you joy. It's saying, I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep finding those other opportunities out there. That's exactly right. It's, I, I just think um, I have this motto now, um, chin up and, and keep looking forward because you can't control what happened in the past. Yes. So in our final moments, Suzanne here, and I hope, you know, as you have gone through your career and, and people hearing your story, I hope that they take the nuggets that you've dropped us with. And I hope that they, um, you know, listen and find hope in your stories. I, I know that I have. It's so exciting to hear others' stories of resiliency. But, um, you know, what would be kind of one final lesson you would love to leave with our listeners today? Gosh, one final lesson is just, just believe in yourself and know that if you want to do it, you can. Don't be afraid to ask somebody to help you. Don't be afraid to self-promote. Um, get that brag book together and say good morning to somebody every day. And, and you will, it will come to you. It's manifesting it, isn't it? It is. Love that. And Suzanne, how can people reach out to you? Gosh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm super active on there. Um, I do admittedly look at that a couple times a day. So uh, reach out to me there. You're welcome to message me there or uh, shoot me a message. Um, you can certainly email me. My personal email, oh my gosh, should I share this? I will, is my name, Suzanne Coker at ymail.com. 
and uh, I welcome anything. If I can help anybody, I will. That's awesome. Suzanne, thank you so much for sharing your story and your nuggets around being resilient. It was such a fun conversation with you today. Thank you to our GSD Factor podcast listeners. I hope that you're able to listen, take notes, take these nuggets and reach out to Suzanne and learn more and connect with her. And always remember to get shit done. Bye-bye. Misha, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.